Good. WXDX FM Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! We're gonna play a little game here. The Pirates made the moves that they made. A lot of people saw them as being all in. That term came up all over the place, including with the national media. Look at the Pirates. Look what they're doing. Wow. I mean, they're four, five, six games out of the wild card. How can they possibly be going all in, everyone's saying? As if the Pirates had sent out Austin Meadows Tyler Glass now for a two-month rental, as opposed to, you know, these two pitchers that they got, Chris Archer and Kayon Kella, for at least four years of control. The Pirates conveniently, I think, went along with all that because they loved finally getting some positive publicity or perception, whatever you'd want to call it, out of that concept. Frank Coonley was actually quoted to that effect, saying something like, well, we did things that we haven't normally done in the past and whatever else, which actually isn't even accurate. They, they made moves. At each of the deadlines in 2013, 2014, and 2015, as Stan Saverin said in the previous hour, he pointed out correctly, the biggest mistake was after 2015. That's always been my biggest issue with them. But what was their real motivation for making the trades? Because we are talking about the Pirates here. And it's easy to say, well, they were looking to shore up their starting rotation and to add an additional... Middle relief arm. Okay, we're talking about the Pirates here. What was their real motivation for making these moves? 412-333-9939. I have what I think is the correct underlying answer, but I want to see if I get it from a caller first. If you get it, Bob's going to like ding all kinds of bells, maybe a siren. We'll wave a flag outside you if you're stuck in this Parkway West traffic on the way to the Taylor Swift show. Whatever it takes, but call us with the right answer. 412-333-9939. Being all in is okay in the right circumstance. Being all in is okay when you're in the midst of a 98-win season. And Andrew McCutcheon had some interesting remarks if you happen to catch these within the last 24 hours in a story by Bob Nightingale of USA Today where Kutch basically said, you know, where was this when I was there? He didn't quite put it in that snotty of a tone, but it was that was the gist of it. He was looking for that sort of thing when he was here. Well, guess what? I mean, Kutch, that, that actually, you know, for a lot of legit things that you can criticize the Pirates front office for, that actually did happen. Uh, they did go and get a starting pitcher in 2015. None of us took him seriously. That was Jay Happ. Jay Happ ended up being by far their best pitcher. Marlon Byrd was an impact instantly so bat. Justin Morneau was a real live baseball player. Aramis Ramirez came in and did good things. Joaquin Soria, remember him? Bullpen arm they brought in. They did things at the deadline. Those were rentals. These weren't, and that's the difference here. That's the difference. Cliff in Natrona Heights, you're going to try to take a stab at this unofficial context. 
contest, yeah. I should say. Go ahead. All right. Um, I think there's a PR move here. I think the Pirates are trying to keep the fans on board. To what end? To what end, Cliff? What's what's the PR move for? What is what's the aim? What's the ultimate aim? Um, to bring the fans back into it, and also maybe to get the uh, the league off their back for um, the idea that they're there to sell this year. Well, the league the league's not on their back. The league is one hundred percent behind the Pirates. You're the talking players. about the players' union, right? Yeah, um, the players' union's problem with the Pirates was that they didn't spend literally a penny in free agency. They were the only one of Major League Baseball's 30 teams that didn't do that. So this wasn't going to get the union off their back because it really didn't involve much additional spending. A lot of people seem to think, oh, it's about time the Pirates spent money. These two deals add $2.9 million to the payroll, which is nothing nothing in the context, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and then one more stab. I mean, it's sort of along the same lines, but I still think that overall he's just trying to bring people back into the thick of it. Um, without, like you said, spending a whole lot of money. There really isn't a lot of money here. I hear you. Uh, there's, a, there's a face, maybe. There's, a, there's some oh. hope. There's, you know, reborn. Of, right. But re- there's, an un- there's, a, there's a deeper thing here. We're going to keep going. I appreciate the call. Bruno in the car. Give it a shot. You're on 105.9 The X. I think it's all motivated by ticket money and concessions. Uh, he's finally realized if he spends a little money, maybe he'll make a little money because he's got to be down for the year on this ticket. And, and this one is, a, is another popular misconception that ticket money and concessions are some major source of revenue. The discrepancy between when the Pirates were bringing in uh, the attendance that they brought in in 2015 and the attendance that they're bringing in now really doesn't account for that much, believe it or not, in terms of actual revenue. But I applaud the effort. Let's go to Tom in Greensburg. You're on 105.9 The X. Give it a shot. Hey, DK, I think what happened was uh, a management bluffed and said the team's going to have to play better or they were going to sell off. And then when they played better, so you think it was it, it was and it did bring people in, but, but I would hardly call it a going uh, all in. Okay, so you but know, you would say you would say that they today. did this in order to in order to appease the clubhouse, in order to appease the players, the manager, and the coaching staff. Well, just to save face all over the place. I mean, they had to save face all over the place. Okay, but to what end? That's what I'm trying to get for here. There's always an end thing here. Just to save face, you're presuming... When anyone says that the Pirates are doing something for the purpose of saving face, you're also presuming that they ever feel any shame about the things that they do. And I'm going to suggest that that's actually not accurate. I, I, I just don't see that as being an end game for them. Let's see... What Zach in the car has to say. Go ahead, Zach. You're on 105.9 The X. Do you think it's because there's two new names to put on back of jerseys? I would, except for one thing. Go for it. All merchandise sales are split evenly among all 30 teams. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, it's true. It, I'm actually, not really it's a true. Baseball guy. Okay, well, it's actually true across all sports. If you buy a okay. Juju Smith Schuster, Jerry Jones gets one thirtieth of that. That, that's just how it works. All all merchandise sales are shared completely evenly in all four of the major professional sports. So no, that's not why they would have done it. Let's give it another shot here. Doug in North Carolina. Come through for me here, Douglas. Hey. How you doing? All right, Doug. Yeah, the uh, naming rights to PNC Park 
and the TV rights are the main issue behind it. And I think their hand got forced once they went on that win streak. I don't think they were going to do it to begin with. Bingo. 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 Yep. I think if there was any other pitcher besides Archer, though, that would have been worth giving up Meadows and Glasnow. Hang on. You're changing the subject before you even accept full congratulations <laughs> here, my man. Okay, because that is the answer. The Pirates have a television contract, a local television contract that's up with AT&T Sportsnet. They're in negotiations. Their last contract was terrible for the Pirates. They know that. They don't admit it publicly, but they know. They got hosed on it. They don't want to get hosed on this next one. Well, if you're AT&T Sportsnet and you're showing them these ratings, the local ratings being dramatically down from last season and certainly the season before, you're saying, hey, you know, this is a problem for you guys. People are really mad. And then if you're PNC, which is currently in negotiations with the Pirates over naming rights or any other entity that would want to come in and, and have the naming rights to PNC Park, and you say, hey, you know, the reason that we're attaching the name of our proud corporation to your stadium is because we want there to be a positive feel to it. And the Pirates are doing everything they can in their power to kill that positive vibe that's the real money that's speaking here. It's not about a handful of tickets. It's not about concession sales. It is most certainly not about merchandise. It's about the real money at hand. They would make more money if they knew how to negotiate a TV deal from their local TV contract than they would from their attendance for the entirety of the season. That's the sports world right now. That's why the Pirates made these moves. That's it. It's not more complicated than that. That is who they are. Anytime you are trying to think about something as uh, that's related to why the Pirates might have made a move, start with money and then work your way further down the list. I appreciate the call, Doug. Rob in Atlanta is going to ch- chip in on something with this anyway. Go ahead, Rob. You're on 105.9 The X. No problem, DK. I think it has something to do definitely with the naming rights. But also, I think that gives him a reason at the end of the season, if not sooner, to drop Harrison's contract and hmm. get rid of Savelli. That saves him twenty-three million bucks. Okay, well, that's so interesting, though. Why do you? How do you connect the two? Oh, because when when they add the amount of money they with Archer and Kayla, it's actually minimal. Right. But when you knock off Savelli's thirteen million next year, along with Harrison's ten million, you've saved oh. twenty-three. They can say, okay. "Oh, wait a second, we just added these new." And everybody was all happy with us on July thirty-first. So how can you be unhappy now? Exactly, because of perception. We're adding. Yeah. Yep. There's no one's looking at the math that's involved. I, I mean, everyone thinks they added a bunch of money with these guys. It's, again, it's two point nine million. That's half of what Sean Rodriguez is making. You know. Exactly. That makes perfect sense. That's a really good point. I appreciate that. Harry in the car, you're on 105.9 The X. What's on your mind? DK, what's going on, man? I don't know, Harry. We're just talking about a lot of baseball and money and stuff. Right. Well, everyone seems to forget one thing about Bob Nutting. What is that? It's the fact that he's cheap. He's never going to be anything. You know, Harry, I really don't think people are forgetting that. Yeah, well... I just don't think that's something that that is not on the tips of people's tongues around here anymore. (laughs) 
Well, that's true. That's true. But they're, they're, they'd like to forget it with the late acquisitions that we just made. And the fact is, I think they, no. I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point there, Harry. I think they'd like to forget. I heard that from a lot of right. our readers on the site, where they said it was nice to actually be feel like we're with them as opposed to against them for a day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing, okay? If you got these guys coming in and, and uh, you want everyone to forget that you've been the guy that didn't do anything with free agent money, and, oh, it's about ticket sales. It's certainly not about ticket sales. Bob Knight could close the doors to that place, and with the TV deal yep. and with the naming rights to that stadium, he'd still be in the black. Well, so yeah, with the national TV money and with the revenue sharing, that's correct. That's a separate thing, for, of course, from the local money. Yeah, we have and to I've take. Had it. people argue with me and tell me that that's not true. No, no, no. It's tell it, tape this and share it with them. You're a hundred percent on the ball with that one. Uh, he, they could close the gates. That's very well worded. When we come back, we're going to get to Bob and Jeff, who have been kind enough to hang on the line, as well as your call at 412-333-9939. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com, and you're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Does your girlfriend want to bang a penguin? Well, dang, but I guess if that's your freebie, then my freebie would be Crosby. But, uh... Wait, what? The X at 105.9. Filling in for Mark Madden, but not really, and like, not at all. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. We've been talking about the Pirates' motivations for making their trades that they made last week. And, and you know, it's a fair thing to bring up now. They've lost 7 out of 11. That game last night in Denver was, yeah, you know. I, I understand they ran into some good pitching, just like they did Sunday at PNC Park against St. Louis, but uh, that's Coors Field, and this is the time of year where your strength has to be your strength, and the Pirates' offense, this will sound silly right now, but it's still true, is their strength. They need their guys to be hitting, really. This is Gregory Polanco and Starling Marte can't go into a slump while Corey Dickerson is struggling, uh, while Josh Harrison is struggling, while Colin Moran hasn't hit a home run since July 1, hasn't had an extra base hit since July 9. Uh, Jordy Mercer had been struggling. He's been okay for a couple of weeks now. Josh Bell is still trying to come back. Our, Lance Lysowski reported a little bit ago that uh, Bell is back out on the field. He's taking grounders at Coors Field this afternoon. Uh, Bell had told me, before leaving on the trip, that he expected to be back fairly early in the trip, uh, as soon as Wednesday night, that, of course, being tomorrow. But we'll see. One way or another, these guys have to start hitting. The answer won't be in the pitching, not with this team, not to get back into it. They all need to get hot again. Jeff in the car, I appreciate you hanging on. You're on 105.90X. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Quick question about the, the TV contracts. Are those always multi-year contracts, or are they year-to-year contracts? And the reason I ask is sort of, if it can be a year-to-year, wouldn't they want to do that to sort of hold the parts feet to the fire, so to say, to say, you know, if we signed a five-year contract, you know, you're going to, you know, hey, you did great this year with the trades and everything, but now you're going to tank for the next four years. I know about to pay the piper down the line, but is that something that is feasible, or is it no, always multi-year No, contracts? no. In fact, usually these are very, very long-term um, if anything, the teams that have been the smartest 
have been the ones that have gotten the crazy long term because they're seeing ahead and understanding that cable TV uh, is not long for this world. Right. And there are significant changes. And I'm not just talking about cord cutters. I'm talking about the online aspects, um, you know, the, the paying for watching your favorite local network through an app and all this other stuff. Uh, the market is going to change, and that brings uncertainty, and that's never a comfortable place for business people to be dealing. So what you want, if you're the team, is certainty. So, like, for example, not that the Pirates are going to be running into something the scope of what the Los Angeles Dodgers got, which is like a bazillion dollars. They ended up with their own thing, and it's a pay network and everything. But if you look more along the lines of what uh, Houston got, what San Diego got, you're up into the you know, the 50, the 100 million, the more range per year, and you lock it in long term. And that's what the Pirates, the Pirates should have, they, they, their current contract, which by the way was a 10-year deal, was like right before everyone got smart with this. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like they were the last, like, if I had to like come up with a comparison, like the White Sox have built the last bad stadium you know, before before Baltimore and Cleveland got it right, right. It's like that. Now, I, I, it's just a shame because I know I know these teams go through boom and bust cycles, and, and you know they they tank for a while so they can get draft picks, et cetera, so they can build back up. I love the Astros, but it, it doesn't seem to be in the Pirates owners' DNA to do that. It, to me, they always want to be. Just on the cusp, just on the well, edge. Well, you're right, but I, actually, this is the one time, and I appreciate the call. This is the one time that I'll actually take the focus off the ownership and point it more toward the front office because the front office is the one that, uh, the baseball front office is the one that believes in the endless cycle that there is no such thing as a window. I mean, Neil Huntington has actually said that publicly at times. He doesn't anymore because I think you know it's been kind of exposed that there was a window and they blew it. But that's been their thinking forever, is that you enter the postseason or you try to get to the postseason based in large part on luck. I mean, they talk or they have talked in the past openly about the playoffs in the World Series being luck. I I heard a story, and I'm not talking out of turn here, but I heard a story that a few years ago when the Cubs won their World Series that the Pirates were having some get-together meeting up at Seven Springs, the front office, and they were watching the Cubs in the World Series basically bragging about how they actually had a better team than the Cubs. No, no, you did not. You absolutely did not. What you had was a team that didn't make it that far. The Cubs had what it took to win the playoffs as they were set up. Think about that. That that that's a that's a very very different mentality than you'll see, for example, with the Steelers and the Penguins. And don't give me the difference in salary cap leagues because that's got nothing to do with this particular discussion. They see it as being luck, so they they set themselves up where, well, we're going to get it to this point, and then we'll see how it goes and whether or not we add. You heard that stuff this summer. And if we do add, and then all we really have to do is sneak into the playoffs, and then if we do, well, then it's just happy time. It's just luck, and we'll just roll the dice and see how it goes. That's why they took the approach that they did after 2015. They didn't take the 98 wins seriously. 
Frank in Bethel Park, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, how's it going tonight? Hi, Frank. Um, just want to just throw my two cents in about the trade and the Pirates and all of that. And I, I, I do believe that this was just a PR move, and I know that we're going to have them for another year to two years. But again, I mean, you have teams like Atlanta and Milwaukee and Arizona and San Francisco. I'm sorry, um, Colorado. That are they're just a better team than the Pirates. They're just they put a better product out there. And that when we won 14 out of 19 games, we were on on a, on fire. But now I think reality is starting to set in. Well, I, I'm gonna let me let me go back to what you said a little bit ago. You said that they did it for PR purposes, and I, I keep bringing this up with people is to what end because pr is not an end for people who can't be shamed okay they don't care how you think they don't care how i think certainly don't care how i think about what they do i would agree but i think do you think that i mean i don't know what the attendance is since in the home attendance since they brought these two new players in now it's, Has it's that increased it's no in fact this past weekend at the risk of setting off another you know tinder keg here this past weekend, the attendance was actually down from the previous weekend. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, even that's not the attendance really isn't an issue either because that's not where their revenue is either. I'm going to keep saying this again and again and again on this show because I want it to sink in. This isn't about attendance as an end result. This is about perception so that they can maximize their coming local TV contract and so that they can get the best possible naming rights deal from PNC. That's it. That is right. it. Got- That's the end game. The yeah. money involved in those two things so massively supersedes everything else we're talking about, especially the intangible concept of PR. I agree with you, I, and I, I appreciate that. I didn't think of it on that. Yep. Here's, something, uh, here's something. Here's something. Our producer, Bob McLaughlin's found this from PricewaterhouseCooper, the, 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 the financial firm. So sports media rights deals are expected to top gate receipts for the first time next year. Think about that. Media yep. rights deals will top gate receipts officially. Wow. Sports media rights deals will attract $20.1 billion in 2018, which is up 5.6%, which will be topping ticket sales, which were 19.6%. That's the world you live in now. That's the sports world. That's what they're aiming at here. It's not about what I write or whether or not you buy a ticket. It's about the TV deals and about the naming rights. Let's go yeah, to right. let's go to Mark downtown. I appreciate that call, Frank. By the way, that was good stuff. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Hey DK, how you doing today? All right, man. Uh, so here's my, here's my question. You were talking about the naming rights and the and I agree with that. That's probably why these were done. Well, mostly. Do they have? Is this a beginning, or is there more to come in the off season? Well, I think they can't. They can't stop now. Yeah, right? no, no, no. But I, I think, I think a caller hit on it earlier. I think there might be less to come. It, think about this. And the, the the caller's point. It might have come across as a little cynical, but I think it comes with some merit. They win this perception battle right now, which they really did. I mean, this was a parade down Grant Street in terms of perception. And they go into the off season, and everybody all of a sudden likes them again and trusts them and says, "Hey, these guys are you know they're not so bad." And then they move Francisco Cervelli and say Elias Diaz is going to be our uh, everyday catcher. Again, I'm not necessarily opposed to that, just throwing it out there. Move Josh Harrison and his money, and he's probably getting overpaid for his level of production. Again, nobody will really blast him for it. And then you'll see that the end result will be that the payroll will be even lower next season and their depth will be that much shallower. Um, What do you think of this bench they've got going right now, Mark? 
I think it that when you were talking more about going all in, <laughs> that would that would have been that, if they would have yeah you would have gotten a bench there, then that would have been all yeah. In. But you know why they don't what? have a you know why they don't have a bench? Why they can't draft and they can't develop and well, no one wants to talk about it. One no one wants to talk about quick. it. See, you don't even want to talk about it. You want to change the subject right away. Well, no, no, no. It's something you just talked about a second ago about Huntington and them and the yeah. idea of luck in the playoffs. Yeah. I was listening to MLB Network the other day, the other morning. The radio. And yeah, the radio channel on XM. Yeah, on yeah. The other channel. It's very good. By they the way, they were talking. They they were talking about this exact same thing, and they were saying that is a viable thing that once you get to the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. It's crazy. Is you know, and, and that's that's the case it. where it's just a pirates thing. I am I am more and more immersed in advanced analytics with each passing year, but that is actually something that arose from advanced analytics because they the the people that are uh, the most into that really can't stand the concept of clutch. Uh, they they've written books about it. Uh, there's it, the, the, there's no such thing as elevating your performance. Uh, so that a postseason game to them is no different than a regular season game, mostly because they get frustrated by anything that they can't directly quantify. That's that's where those discussions end with those people. And as a result, the postseason has been labeled as, you know, luck. It just happens. Well, no. Actually, more often than not, in most sports, the team that is standing at the end, holding up a trophy, is probably actually the best team. And they are most certainly the best team per following the guidelines that are set up for the rules of play in terms of winning that championship. So it's a silly thing that has hurt the Pirates that actually does not come from ownership that comes from their baseball operations people. When we come back, more of your calls at 412-333-9939. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dan Kovacevic. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. None of what you're saying is reasonable. It's laughable. You're already dumb. Let's see if you can go to dumber. The X at 105.9. We've got hunting for misperceptions or misconceptions about the Pirates and their motivations for making the Chris Archer and Keon Kella trades. I like both deals. There's nothing to dislike about them. I mean, look, Austin Meadows could end up becoming, I hope he does, really good kid, a good player for Tampa Bay and a good major leaguer for a long time. Tyler Glass now has all the talent. He's got Charlie Morton-level talent if you want to draw an uncomfortable parallel. It could end up being a good trade for the Rays. But ultimately, these are good deals for the Pirates. They get two pitchers that are going to be here for three, four years, they're under control. So this is not short-term rental stuff. The question that I've been asking is why they made, what were the real motivation for making these deals? Let's go to Will in the car. You're on 105.9 X. Thanks for hanging on, Will. Hey, what's going on, DK? So uh, check it out. Like, everyone's talking about, like, the boycott that was supposedly not a boycott. And we got a TV deal coming up. And if I'm not mistaken, the ratings have been competitive with all the big market teams for the Pirates. Uh, during the the ratings were through the roof during that win streak. And they were saying all about all the ratings were up there with all the big market teams. Yeah, you can't so compare got- you can't compare ratings because those are percentages to 
to a New York and to a Los Angeles because in much bigger markets there's always there always a smaller percentage because there's a lot more humans with a lot more options. Okay, okay. I understand that. Pittsburgh, point. Buffalo, St. Louis, and markets like that will always look very high in sports ratings. Always. Right. But here's the thing I'm saying. Their ratings compared to last year, yeah. those ratings were off the charts, and that only helps them going into okay, the you're talking about, Yeah, I know, but you're talking about a handful of games, but you're right. More interest helps ratings. I mean, the ratings have actually overall been way down from where they were two, three years ago. I mean, colossally down. Hmm. Okay, so what you have is a very small sample that is encouraging in the sense that, look, the Pirates can say, look, if we, well, look what happens when we do something intelligent and ambitious. And then the people <laughs> at AT&T Sportsnet say, oh, that's interesting. See, we thought all along that if you would do something intelligent and ambitious, that the ratings would go up and that people would actually believe in you and start watching the games again. And that becomes <laughs> something that's part of the negotiations, although I'm betting that they probably wouldn't word it just the way I did. Do you think Nottingham's camp, this PR camp, is smart enough to try to start the boycott, hoping that the TV ratings would go higher? I, I don't know what you mean by smart start. First of all, there wasn't a boycott. I don't even like the use of that term because a couple people tried, a handful of people tried stuff. There were these paper bags. I was told about them. I was actually shown one of them. They were supposed to wear them, and then allegedly the cops came on the Clemente Bridge and confiscated them and all these other dramatic stories, and I don't really believe much of any of it. Uh, no. There was no boycott. People flat out lost interest. That's not an organized or unspoken or anything boycott of any kind. People just no. lost interest and said, you know what, i got something better to do today than to watch these guys for three hours or four if a, hours. If a, cook, if a cook loses his edge in the kitchen, no one can eat the food. It's that simple. I, I don't even know what the hell that means, but I'll take it. Let's go <laughs> Jim in the car. You're on 105.90X. Hey, PK, um, I'm one of those guys that just lost interest. You know, I, I was so, I've been so mad for three years that they decided not to go for it. Record attendance, 98 wins. I've been so mad. And that was the first one with a big smile on my face when they made the Chris, Ar Chris Archer move. I bought right back in like an old girlfriend calling you back up again. No, 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 but why? Tell me why. Why? Well, what I'm trying to figure out is this topic has me thinking, is there anything to... No, no, no. I, I want you to answer this first. I'm more interested in your answer. Okay. Tell me why you you thought that this was the seminal moment that was going to bring you back in, this, this trade. Because, because as somebody who's been so angry for three years, uh -huh. I could, all I needed to do was give me a reason to say, you had oh, okay. You had one good day, and you said, this is it, man. They, they have convinced me that they're, no, no, that they're what? That they're all in? Because I love the Pirates. I love baseball. You were looking I, for an excuse to come back. And he, just like an old girlfriend calling me up, yep, I'm back in. <laughs> knowing, knowing what's coming, knowing six months down the line, they're just going to break my heart again. Oh, jeez. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. And I think, I think that's a lot of people, TK. I know it is, man. I'm hearing from them on our site every day. They're talking about it in comments. They're like, you know, I, I was all prepared to be done with these guys forever, but they did this one thing. That's exactly right. And they showed me, and I'm, I'm back. And then, of course, I can understand, too, where people are kind of dispirited that as soon as they come back that all of a sudden the team starts losing again, which is actually more of really only if a natural thing. You win 11 well, in a I've, row, you're going to you're gonna come down to earth. Avoid all this, I've been trying to avoid all this talk about the cynicism and, you know, everybody, because I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear la, 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 la. No, 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 there's no other reason. They're just, they decided they hurt me. They hurt me, and they want to play it. But, well, but you, you're bringing up this topic, well, and I was wondering, 
you already gave your answer, but this is more of a shot. Well, let me answer your question directly because you said the Players Association and you asked if there could yeah. you know, possibly be a lawsuit against the Pirates. They, they've already done what's the one legal option that they have, which is to file a grievance. That is the legal course of action that you take because they're operating within not the law but within the collective bargaining agreement that's both that both parties okay. signed. Do you follow me? Yes. So that they've already taken that action. Now there's an arbitrator who looks at the grievance, who rules on it, and it's binding. They have to act on it. But what are they? What are they going to do? Uh, crawl back into the time machine and sign a couple guys uh, right. last winter? I mean, there's there's really not much that you can do about it. It's really just the union. Uh, in, in this case, uh, you know, the, the union just making noise so that they can have something to look at going ahead toward their next collective bargaining agreement. Because i got to tell you, I, I spoke with Tony Clark, the union rep, not the union rep, the union chief, down in Bradenton in March, right after this uh, grievance was filed. Yeah. And he's legitimately ticked off, and he was legitimately ticked off with the Pirates because they spent exactly $0 on free agency. Exactly. They were the only one. So, so you say they don't worry about PR, but in this case, is this something where perception is more reactive? Is a reason to go to the arbitrator? They worry. No, they worry wow, about they, they worry about PR only in as much as how it results in cash flow. Okay, they don't worry about PR as an end. They don't care what you think. They most definitely don't care what I think. What they care about is how it affects the cash flow. People think commonly that not going to games affected their cash flow it really didn't the stadium could be locked up and they would still make a profit that's not what this is about this is about local tv money it's about the naming rights to pnc park those are two massive revenue generators for any team in any sport that's why they did this some people will hear me say that and think it's me criticizing the trades. No, completely independent of that, the trades were just fine. I had no problem, even though I really like Austin Meadows and love what I saw of him this summer. How could you not? They looked at these guys and they said, this is what we can do here. The, their primary motivation, the reason that they stepped out of their own skin and did this was to try to start straightening things out to maximize their TV contract and their stadium naming rights. Ralph on the road. You're on 105.9 The X. Yes, Dejan. I was just responding to your question. Uh, you know, for a few days there, or maybe longer, uh, Mark kept saying there's no way they were going to trade Austin Meadows. So when they made that move, it kind of changed my impression of the direction they were going. Yeah, I was surprised too. You weren't? No, I, I was I was shocked. Yeah, I, you know because I mean I I defer to uh, Mark's uh, opinion where they said there's no way they're going to trade. No, him. there's there's literally but, well in fa I mean Mark's opinion in this case or mine or yours uh, is really just based on cold hard precedent. I mean sure. there's there was absolutely no cause there was nothing that had ever happened before that would lead you to think that they would trade. Uh, their top or one of their top prospects. In this case, their top positional player prospect. Right. I mean, there's nothing there. There was nothing there. So right. why would any of us have thought that that would happen? The, the, the question now becomes, what did they do? What did they do 
And why did they do it? Yeah, well, when they did that, since they did it, my my feeling was initially, hey, they're actually making a move to try to get in the wild card spot, as opposed to what I think you're proposing. Which nah, is, I mean, like, no one, I'm sorry, there's no one that could look at, at the 2018 roster and look at the scale of this race right now and look where these teams are and think to yourself, yeah, this is the year. And I, again, I was saying this, even at the risk of sounding like Debbie Downer or whatever, through the 11-game winning streak, the challenge, the math on it, the number of teams, that's the killer here. Yeah, I realize that. So I bet, so Four right in front of them and one right behind them out of the right, wild card right. race. Yeah, so, so that's why you're circling back and basically concluding it's, it was just strictly a PR move. No, well, again, not as an end game. Not yeah. PR as an end result. But PR for the purposes of getting the TV rights deal all that it can be and the stadium rights deal all that it can be. Look, I, I hate this too. You know, the fact that every time you talk about the baseball team, you got to talk about money. But that's what they're about. That is the precedent that they've set. Cold, hard precedent. It's who they are. I want to thank my guest, Lance Lysowski. Stan Savern for being on the show. I'll be back on Thursday. Who's in tomorrow, Benz? Tim Benz will be in tomorrow for Mark. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. You've been listening to 105.9 The X, and thank you.